Today is the sixth day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today. This is the first Monday we are experiencing in this new decade. And I'm glad to be here to share it with you. This will be our first full week together as we journey into this new year and into the scriptures. So kind of set sail. And we're kind of getting our bearings, moving in. And by the time we uh, by the time we complete this week, we should have established a rhythm that will carry us through this year. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the journey that we're on. I'm excited about all we're going to see and the way the Bible is going to show up and give us what we need each day. So let's get to that. Let's get into this uh, first full work week of the new year. We'll read from the New International Version, which is what we began yesterday. And today, Genesis chapter 13, verse 5 through 15, verse 21. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the Lord could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's. The Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine. For we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan toward Zoar was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him. Look around from where you are, to the north and south, to the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. At the time when Amraphel was king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Kedorlaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, these kings went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shanab, king of Adma, 
Shemaber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar. All these latter kings joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is, the Dead Sea Valley. For twelve years they had been subject to Gedor Leomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Gedor Leomer and the kings allied with him went out and defeated the Raphaites in Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shavath Kiriathim, and the Horites in the hill country of Seir, as far as El Paran near the desert. Then they turned back and went to En Mishfat, that is, Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites, who were living in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidim against Kedorleomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar. Four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits, and when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled to the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food, and they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew, Lot, and his possessions, since he was living in Sodom. A man who had escaped came and reported this to Abram, the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorites, a brother of Eshcol and Aner, all of whom were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions, together with the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Kedorlaomer and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, With a raised hand I have sworn an oath to the Lord, God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten 
and the share that belongs to the man who went with me, to Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them have their share. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. The birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. And the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for four hundred years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land, from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Matthew 5, 27 through 48. You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. 
But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, Turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Psalm 6 For the director of music with stringed instruments according to Shimoneth, A Psalm of David Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. 
save me because of your unfailing love. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from my groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and anguish. They will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. Proverbs 1, 29-33 Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of this simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. All right, so in the Gospel of Matthew, we're working our way through uh, what is known as Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which really is a foundational piece of the teachings of Jesus. And so we kind of talked about the Beatitudes a little bit yesterday because we were moving through them, and we, we noticed that it's almost like Jesus is describing... An opposite way of living in the world that we live in, right? So we were saying, like, how can, how is it that blessed are the poor in spirit? How are the poor in spirit blessed? Like, how is? It's almost like the opposite of what we would think. And we talked about the disruption of, of pure wisdom kind of flowing into our lives, and the way that that all often happens in disruptive ways that we have to stop and think through, like meditate upon, consider, contemplate deeply, allow things to move past only our mind's comprehension and allow our heart to be a part of that conversation. And we will notice this in pretty much all of the teachings of Jesus. And so we're continuing with the Sermon on the Mount today. And it's like, okay, Jesus is saying some pretty interesting, uh, difficult things to read about adultery and divorce and oaths and an eye for an eye and a posture that we should have about that and and the way that we should the way that we should love our enemies. So like there's plenty of disruption to go around, but a lot of that tension arises in our like five physical sense based experience of life so it's like okay wow i thought jesus was coming to bring me freedom but now i'm reading what he's saying and it's just like more rules who can live up to this standard we must realize that jesus is also waking up our hearts i mean here's an interesting truth for us to consider 
I mean, we know we have a body, right? We can look in the mirror and see that we have a body. And we know that that body moves around and has a being some way. Like, if we want to move our finger, we move our finger and, like, like just move your finger for a second, right? That just kind of happens, right? Like, you're not thinking, okay, uh, I need to engage my mind and I need to fire off certain synapses that will will travel toward my finger and then it will move like it just happens right so somewhere within you is the will for your finger to move and then and then your mind and body collaborate in this seamlessly and you never really think about the distinction between your mind and your body and we know that we are made up of a body and we know that we have a mind and we also know that we have sort of the deep core truth of who we are called our heart, our identity, and yet functionally, we, we sort of live as if those components are all, like they don't necessarily work together. They're just compartments. Like we can be in the compartment of our mind thinking or we can be in the compartment of our um, body eating or working out or whatever. We can be in the compartment of our our heart and, and, and feel. But what if all of those body, soul, and spirit, what if they are all made to be in harmony with one another, making a complete and comprehensive whole person? And what if we began to realize as a whole person, we become aware that we are irreversibly interconnected with every other person because this is what Jesus prayed for. (laughs) This is what Jesus prayed for. Make them one as we are one is is what Jesus said. So you could be like, this is kind of interesting. I'm just not sure what it has to do with the Sermon on the Mount. It's really interesting that the Sermon on the Mount reads quite differently if you're looking through that perspective, a perspective of union and unity and wholeness. Let's understand that when we when we observe Jesus in the Gospels and when we hear his words flowing out of the Gospels, we are certainly seeing God made flesh and dwelling among us, but we are also seeing humanity in a perfect state, right? Remember that little glimpse that we got when we began this journey uh, in the, the very first pages of Genesis? That kind of wholeness and perfection contained within one human being hadn't existed upon the earth until Jesus arrived. And so a lot of what we see in Jesus, even things that we might find confusing or that we're not quite understanding, we're seeing depicted for us what wholeness in a broken world even might look like. And I think, I think we would all agree that Jesus operated 
in a way that was misunderstood by many, but was also out of sync with the world he was in, in the same way that it's out of sync with the world we are in. If your heart and your mind and your body are submitted to Christ, and as Paul said, it's no longer you who live, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory and the, the hope of us living whole and complete, then we can understand it. Adultery shatters everybody that it touches. Right? You could participate in adultery with your body and be seeking bodily pleasure or excitement or, or to ease your mind from uh, the difficulties of working through a very difficult relationship. Like, but it, you can't do it whole any more than you can love your neighbor and hate your enemy whole. So we could be frustrated about uh, you know new categories of rules and behaviors that we have to modify to try to live up to the standard of Jesus, or we could understand Jesus is showing us what our lives could look like if we would embrace wholeness in Him. And we will not be able to do that uh, by just attempting to try to get our mind and bodies to cooperate or to try to integrate our hearts and allow us to kind of f feel and process and be uh, where we are, wherever we are, whenever we are. We will not be able to do this without the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the voice of wisdom's counsel. And the further that we get into the Gospels and the more that we look at Jesus, and when I say look at Jesus, I mean like really... Like, we can go through the Bible stories again. Like, we can go through the Sunday school stories again, and we can smile and go, oh, I haven't heard that story in a long time. I really love that story. Or we can really look at this Jesus. We can really, really look at what he's saying and what he's doing and, and how he's behaving and how he's navigating life on earth. And if he is our Savior, the Son of the living God Most High, which I believe he is, and if we are to be imitators of Christ, then we need to look really closely at what he's doing and and understand that we will not be able to really understand without our hearts and our minds and our bodies in collaboration with each other with the goal of being Christ-like and whole. And we will need the voice of wisdom to do that. And so like even in our reading from Proverbs today, the voice, like the voice of wisdom actually sums up everything we, we were just talking about. The voice of wisdom today in the book of Proverbs said... Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice, my being wisdom, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Sounds ominous, but all that's being said here is, okay, you want to go that way, that's fine. You will reap what you sow. Uh, but, you, but you could sow other things that would actually lead you to life. Wisdom goes on to say, 
the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. And so, Father, once again, we're inviting your Holy Spirit that we might hear the voice of wisdom and see wisdom in action all around us. See you moving in and among us, transforming us, making us whole. And we pray, Father, that that we will recognize this and that we will open our hearts, that we will open ourselves to your work within us, as difficult as it may be. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. We have been told there is a narrow path that leads to life, and we ask that you lead us on that path. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base, and uh, it's where you find what's going on around here. And we've been spending the last few few days getting into this new year, just talking about different things that are going on and how to get connected, how to stay connected, how to just move through the year in this rhythm that, that we have, that we're in together. So I've, I've talked about the website and uh, maybe you've kind of glanced around there and see what's going on. I'll mention the Daily Audio Bible shop is at dailyaudiobible.com. And in the Daily Audio Bible shop are a number of resources that are specific to the journey that we're on together. Uh, these have all been created to either directly affect the journey that we're on or just uh, to create a sense of community and that, that we're in this together because that becomes important. A lot of things happen in a year. Uh, we can look back over a year and go like, wow, that flew by, but a lot of things happen in a year. And we face highs and lows that can be extreme and unexpected, and it's so good to know that we are rooted in the scriptures and that we aren't alone. And so there are a number of resources uh, that are aimed to add that in the Daily Audio Bible shop. So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage. And I thank you with all of my heart for your partnership. We're just kind of getting ourselves launched into year 15, and this has been a community project from, from the get-go. Uh, Daily Audio Bible just kind of rose up out of the dust of the internet, and here we are, and it's just, we've figured it out as we've gone, and we've been in this together, and we wouldn't be able to do this if we didn't do this together. So thank you for your partnership. There's a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, you can just hit the hotline button. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, just hit that little red button at the top. 
Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Father, today on this uh, December 27th, I'm praying that just like I did eight years ago, as I was, as Brian was talking about this morning, as I was sitting on uh, a couch on New Year's Eve, thinking about my spirituality, thinking about big changes coming in my life, and I stumbled on the Daily Audio Bible. I am praying right now on behalf of this community, this worldwide church community, that those that are also searching and stirring uh, will stumble upon the Daily Audio Bible and their lives will be changed, much like my life was changed. And I pray that the 30 copies of The God of Your Story I gave away to people that um, meant a lot to me, that you will stir something in them to pick that up and to look through that and look at the wisdom in there and join this journey, truly this journey of a lifetime. I'm just reminded today, uh, and I'm so thankful for Brian, for Jill, for this community, um, this ministry that they've started just on a day like today of how he challenged and encouraged us to consider going deeper in Proverbs next year. I know I need that, I need wisdom. And looking at vision, looking at the good in everything, I desperately need that too. And I pray that this will be fulfilled in my life and everyone else that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Stephen from Alabama, thank you, Brian. Hi, family, this is Biola from Maryland. I hope you're all doing well. Brian and Jill, God bless you. God bless your family and this beautiful ministry. Hey, I want to um, pray for the brother that called in from Utah, uh, Kurt. I'm praying for you and Lita, my sister, that called in from Washington, D.C. I'm praying for that ailment that you say you have, something nineties. I can't even pronounce it. But I know it's a name, and the name of Jesus is above that name. And right now, at the name of Jesus, I command that ailment to bow in Jesus' name. Brother, I want to encourage you. The Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. And I want you to hold on because definitely tears may endure for a night, but joy always comes in the morning. And I want you to keep holding on because our God is not a liar. Um, the sister who called in, who lost her son and was coming up, um, even on the anniversary of his suicide, sister, I heard you, I prayed for you over and over. I just want to give you a shout out. I pray that God will wrap his arms around you and will keep comforting you in the name of Jesus. My sister, the poet who um, uses the word of God to just write beautiful poems. Sister, I'm praying for you that the God, that the God of healing will touch your body and heal you completely in the name of Jesus. Sister, is not over till it's over. That is man's report. And I want you to hold on to God in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for everyone in the Daily Audio Bible family who has one ailment of, or the other, be it cancer, whatever it is. I pray that the Son of Righteousness, Jesus Christ himself, who came to die for you and rise up for you, will arise over you with healing in his wings. In the name of Jesus. Uh, brethren, I'm right now in Canada. I want to give you a special shout out to brothers and sisters in Canada and visiting family 
family. I don't know how you all do it, but there's been freezing rain every day. God bless everyone that lives in Canada. Okay, have a wonderful year and a 2020 filled with blessings and hope in Jesus' name. Hi, DAB family. This is the woman that called back in October from Philadelphia. I did not give my name. Um, I still need to not give my name. Uh, the Lord knows who I am, and I just want to praise Him and thank Him for this group of people and for the readings and the teachings that Brian and his family provide and all the prayer warriors. I'm just calling for a prayer request because I am filled with fear and I know I'm not supposed to be because my 40-year marriage looks like it's going to end and I ask for prayer for my husband and for the other person that he's involved with too and for my family. But I'm filled with fear and I ask you, Lord God, forgive me and guide me and strengthen me through your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you all. Good morning, DAB family. This is Michael from Mesa. It's been a while since I've checked in. Uh, probably this will get played in the new year, so uh, wishing you all the best of 2020, uh, where we may embark on greater vision for our lives and uh, the ability to settle. Um, I was struck also by, as many others have been by, um, the words this year, um, vision is a huge part of what I'm doing um, in my work, trying to build business. For those who have been praying for me for clients, the update on that is um, that there are many proposals on the table. And so the Lord in Q4 for me um, in 2019 has set up a lot. And it's just a matter of trying to get all that closed um, in 2020. So um, if you've been praying for me for clients, please pray, continue to do so. That'd be great. On the settle part, what I thought was really interesting was that that's a word that I'm already using in my life. Um, when the days are stressful and life seems to be going too fast, um, just as I'm um, just even throwing my legs over the bed this morning, getting ready to get out, I just stop and I tell myself, to settle and to get perspective um, before I go rushing around for the rest of the day. Um, it's just a great time to use that word. So um, I'm really um, looking forward to the next year of DAB. Um, uh, I can't even remember kind of when I started. It's been a long time. But um, love to you all. Uh, for the new folks um, that are here, um, welcome to DAB. Um, it's a great time. Um, there's prayers at the end of um, the session, so listen to those. It's a great way um, to engage with the family more and check out the website, of course. All right, love you all. Michael from Mesa. Bye-bye. Hello. If you're new to this app, this journey, on behalf of the Daily Audio Bible family, this is Stephen. I want to welcome you and tell you you've made a great, great decision. And, uh, and as someone who is beginning their ninth year listening, I just want to give you a few tips and encourage you that may help you keep going. <clears throat> as I told my children on Thanksgiving when we were talking about what we were most thankful for, I told them that this ministry, this 
app was the thing I was most thankful for in my life because it has changed my life more over the last eight years than anything. And I'm praying that that happens for you too. I told them it's what has allowed me to love them more, to be a better father, to be a better husband. So I'm praying that this is what you will experience too. Now, what I'd like to tell you is a few tips is one, give yourself a little grace. Don't try, this is my recommendation, don't try to keep up if you miss a day or two or seven. I found that if you'll just go, if you miss a day or two, it's okay. It's okay, give yourself some grace. Don't try to catch up by listening to several days in a row. You'll get bogged down, you'll get frustrated. I have found that God speaks every single day on His own. So if you'll just, the day that's on the calendar, if you'll just push play on that day, give yourself a place where you can be free from distractions. For me, it's always been first thing in the morning and just push play and let God speak to you with an open mind and open heart. I'm praying for you. God bless. Here's to a great 2020. Hi, Daily IO Bible. Um, I'm choosing to remain anonymous, um, but I desperately need your prayers. This is probably going to be the most important prayer request that I'm ever going to call about in my entire life. Less than two hours ago, I found out that my sister has died or more accurately has killed herself. And so now I'm trying to make arrangements to fly out of state to go to a funeral that hasn't been planned yet. And um, our whole entire family just needs showered with tons of prayers, especially my dad who is already severely blaming himself because he thinks that it is probably from pressure that he put on her, um, which I don't need to go into. He, bottom line, he's a good dad and nobody's perfect. And some people just have personalities where it's harder for them to communicate conflict like my sister. And I guess this was the anniversary of a death of a friend in high school and she was in college um, so a couple of years ago and I guess this time of year has always really bothered her and I wasn't able to go home for Christmas this year so I'll never see her again except in heaven um, but I don't really know what else to say I'm just in shock and I just hope that you guys will pray for me. I, I know you will, uh, but I just, yeah, please pray. Okay, bye. Hi, Daily Audio Bible Prayer Warriors. I would need prayer right now. This is, I'm a first-time caller, and I'm in desperate need of prayer. Please pray for me that I will fully trust God through all the storm that I'm in. My husband said he will commit me. He wants me to believe and bullies me into believing, supposedly, that I did not see him kissing another woman, my friend. I've seen him kiss her on three separate occasions when I caught them in a room by themselves. He says I'm delusional and believing a lie. I'm praying that I will be strong and listen only to God, not to this bullying and threats. 
Please pray for me, friends and family. I really need prayer. Thanks. Bye.